What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Uh, You know, healthy and alive. Um, Looking forward to some storms later today. Uh, Heard news that we're supposed to have some later today, this afternoon. So I'm I'm hoping we get a little bit of rain. I'm not looking forward to the other stuff, but rain would be nice. Well, uh, as you can we, see, it's already raining here at my place. It's already raining. <laughs> right. It, uh, it, it's really nice. We had rain here, I don't know, maybe a week ago or something like that. And that day, like I had just been outside before the clouds rolled in and the storm hit. You could see like the, the smoke and stuff from California and all that. And it was real like you could. The sky was not blue. We'll put it that way. Then the clouds rolled in and we had the rainstorms. After the rain had cleared and, you know, you still had the clouds up there, you know, kind of breaking up and you could see parts of the sky. Beautiful blue sky. Oh, it was so after the rain when everything's all saturated and the colors seem to really pop. Yeah, it was. Yeah. How dare you appreciate nature? How dare you? You, you can't you can't appreciate nature. Everything is is your fault. Everything is man-made climate change. You can't appreciate any of it because mm-hmm. you're bad. Mm-hmm. Later on today, let's let's hope you don't get too bad of storms. But later on today, we're going to be talking about the vice presidential candidate for Joe Biden. Yeah, we're going to be talking about her. We're going to be talking about how she thinks that BLM is essential to our democracy. Right. It's essential to making change in America. We're going to talk about just how essential they really are. That's going to be great. I can't wait to point out some of the. Uh, <laughs> profound statements that are coming out of uh, not just her, but uh, others like her on uh, on that side of the ideological spectrum. And we're going to be playing some clips of uh, BLM people, too, as well. I mean, if they're so essential, if they're so um, necessary to uh, to changing our democracy, then uh, we should hear what they have to say. So uh, we're going to be playing some of that. Also, recent new tactic of people running them over with cars. That seems to be the um, the new thing. Cars are now becoming weapons. And so um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to talk about the economy a little bit. We're going to talk about some inflation. We've got inflation on the way in the U.S. It's on the way. So people need to be prepping for it. You need to be prepping for it now because it's on the horizon. And while the media has got you distracted on other things that don't matter and talking about other lockdowns, you need to be pay- you need to be preparing for uh, inflation down the road. Yeah, we'll get into that later on this afternoon. But this morning, right on cue out of California, we got more craziness as if you thought it couldn't get any more crazy. What's California done now? Nothing surprises me, but what have they done now? Well, this honestly doesn't surprise me based on the, the recent rulings that we've seen with, uh, uh, you know, their stance on pedophilia uh, that we've seen recently where it's legal to have sex with um, someone um, uh, as young as 14 and it be legal. But, uh, or well, not really legal, just decriminalized, uh, decriminalized, which essentially makes it legal. Newsom decided to sign into law a bill that requires, this was on Saturday, um, requires California to house transgender inmates in prison based on their gender gender identity. So now this this is this is not like you've been transitioning for a while. You know, it's it's on record that you're trans. You just have to identify as being a woman when you're a man or a man if you're a woman, right? That that's all that's all they're going on here is identity. 
Now, there, there is a slight caveat, they say, but only if the state does not have management or con- uh, security concerns. Uh, so basically, if you are a, um, uh, you know, you're in prison for, let's say, nonviolent drug offense, right? And you identify as a woman and you're a male, okay? They are required by law now to house you in the women's prisons. So let me get this straight. If I clearly I'm I'm a guy. So uh, yeah. if I get convicted of a crime and I am to report to prison to serve my sentence, I can tell them under this new law, I can tell them that I identify as a female, even though clearly so I'm I'm, I, I'm a dude that I can I, I yeah. can tell them that I identify as a female and they have to put me in that facility. Exactly. Literally, officers are required to privately ask inmates what their gender is. So so they can identify as transgender, non-binary or intersex. Those inmates can then request to be placed in a facility that houses either men or women. So I guess you could just say you're non-binary and you could technically get in either one as well. I, you know, logically speaking, I, I don't see any problems with that, right? I don't, I don't see any problems with somebody with male plumbing going into a female prison cell. I, I, I don't see that, that you know, prison babies or anything like that happening. No, that, that yeah, it, nah. the sexual assaults, the, the rapes. I mean, I, I can only imagine how, how crazy this is going to get. So, of course, I mean, you know what the large, you know what this is all about, right? It's it's really about abolishing the prisons. They're they're going to say, oh well, that's look, none of this is working. So all these uh, all these things are happening. So we're going to have to just abolish the prison. That that's how I'm looking at it. That that's what I think they'll do with it. Oh, it it gets even funner. Uh, you know how I said that this is solely based on how you identify. Uh, it says the law says the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation cannot deny those requests solely because of an inmate's uh, autonomy or excuse me, anatomy, sexual orientation, or a factor present among other inmates at the facility. Uh, So we can't look at science. We can't look at facts. We have to look at what your feelings are. Well, everything now is based around your feelings, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, even the way that these people, even the way these kids are being taught in college, everything's about your feelings. It's what you feel rather than preparing you for life. It's about your feelings. Guess who authored the bill? Take a wild guess. It's done at the state level. Uh, it was it was a senator. Okay, all right, um, all right. Hold on, I got I got this. Okay. Um, well, there's only one really. Uh, I, senator. I think, no, hold on, I, no, I no, no, there's two. No, there's two. State there's two. senator. There's two. Sorry, state not, senator. Uh, I think it's state senator. Uh, well, okay. Uh, get, get, uh, <laughs> well, there's only two. It's got to be one of the two. I got to take a fifty percent. I got I got a fifty percent chance. All right. Um, it's a woman. No. It's um. It's not. It's not the. Uh, it's the state senate. It's not the. Um, oh, the state senate. Okay. Um. Or uh, I don't they, know. They, they, it just says Senate. Uh, it just says uh, Senate, and it's not. It's not Senate as in you know federal level. It's Senate as in local level. Okay. Uh, so if that's the case, I I don't know. I have to be honest. I don't know. The same guy that wrote the bill for the you can legally pass HIV on to someone else, whether it be uh, through sex or injection, right? Through a dirty needle, um, you cannot be charged. And it's also the same guy that um, wrote the bill for the pedo bill that we that I just mentioned a, a minute ago. Okay, I don't know who it. Scott I think we're looking for Wiener. a name. Uh, Weiner. Weiner. Scott Weiner. That, that's the guy's name. Mm, okay, I thought you were looking and, for a name. I I don't know the name, but I, I do know sure. of those two particular bills you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, that, so the the one that wrote those uh, that authored the bills is Scott Weiner. 
So I, I mean, it does not surprise me uh, that kind of legislation coming out of uh, uh, coming out of this. I mean, it's, if if you take those first two steps, well, then what's too crazy after that, right? What what's too crazy after that? And this whole yeah. ge- what what is it? Uh, stop for a second. What is it? You said you mentioned there a gender non-binary. What the hell is a gender non-binary? So you you basically identify as not being male or female. Okay. All right. I understand. Okay. I I, I get it. Right. It, I I understand male, female, trans. Okay. I I um, I got that. Okay. I understand that. Non-binary is where it starts to get confusing for me. So I, I'm confused. You don't identify as either one. Yeah. You're you're not male nor you're not male or female. You're 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 other. I don't, okay. All right. Um, we'll just have to leave that one. Hey, there. <laughs> you, you can California. You can literally t- uh, spend. I think it's like thirty five dollars to have your driver's license list you as non binary. And and the, the reason I knew that is Elijah Schaefer actually did that on his driver's license. Yeah, just as a it, it's a joke, but he he actually did it and said it was thirty five dollars. So uh, uh, Scott Weiner is basically saying that um, this um, he, he's basically saying that the narrative um, about transgender people, and he specifically means transgender women in particular, that they're somehow not really women and are just trying to scam their way into women's bathrooms or facilities in order to be to do bad things. He says that's that's a false narrative. He says that's not true. He says that um, overwhelmingly the people who are being victimized are trans people. My, my concern isn't personally, it's not about whether it's a trans person or, or that's not my problem. My problem is someone that just identifies that's clearly male, has been male, is attracted to, to women and decides, hey, I can get me a little something while I'm in prison if I just say I'm a female and just tells officers, hey, I'm female and I would like to go into the uh, the, the women's uh, cell block. Uh, that's my problem. And we have no vetting process because it's all based on your emotion. It's all based on how you feel. Oh, and by the way, this isn't this isn't the first state to do this. What other states are doing it? Connecticut passed one in 2018, a similar law. Rhode Island, New York, and Massachusetts have also housed inmates based on their gender identity. Yeah, and also if you're a law enforcement officer, you're required to use the gender pronoun that the the person requests that you use. You're actually you're required to say, uh, "Ma'am," if they're a dude. Oh man. Which okay. the other thing that I learned recently that if you misgender someone on YouTube now you'll get banned. Like your account will be banned. Yeah, okay. I, I remember the California doing that, as in if you get someone's pronoun wrong, so like the he, him, they, them, she, he, she, he, she, I think that whatever. was the retirement home stuff or something like that. That that there was some ruling that we talked about here recently. Um, and it had to do with like retirement homes or, or something about medical facilities. And it, it had to do something there. Yeah, Is that I, the one I, you're talking about? I, I think so. I can't remember. But I, I well, no, I want to say it was something having to do with the medical field, as in they had to pronounce you. They had to call you by your preferred pronoun. If, and if they got it wrong or if they missed, maybe it was if they missed. If they if they called you like sir or ma'am and you were one or the other or you identified as one or the other and they didn't know, then they could find you or something like that. I, I remember that. And I, I can't remember. I wish GP was in here. He could, he could tell us. But there was something to that effect. And I thought, OK, that's just lunacy, right? That That's just lunacy. But of course, I mean, hell, that's pretty normal compared to some of the rest of the stuff we got coming out of there. But I mean, wasn't there potential jail time as well or something? Yes. Yeah. It, the, yeah, yeah. There was something else where you could actually you could get put in jail for that. Like if you if you mispronounce or if you mis mislabeled someone, I think is what it was. Yeah. 
And they said specifically with the one that you get sent to prison over, it was um, you had to be repeatedly doing it after they had, you know, so it had to be like intentional or something. It wasn't like a um, whoopsie, you know. All right. Speaking of uh, speaking of wokeness. Yeah. I mean, because that's what this is, right? This is this is being woke. Everything about being woke. Didn't this all you got more on it? There's there's one more thing on this article that um, I didn't see until the end of it. This uh, Newsom also signed into law authorizing um, a transgender wellness and equality fund uh, to provide grants to organizations that support transgender community. Why don't you so just have basically, Act Blue take the donations? Yeah, right. So basically, you can use taxpayer dollars now for transgender wellness and equity fund, which wellness, transgender wellness kind of sounds like, hey, well, why don't we just pay for your operation, right? That's what that's what wellness is, right? Yeah, a transition, just have the plumbing changed out. Well, that's been the uh, that's been the argument of the, the far left for a long time is, uh, well, uh, we, we want our health care paid for. Well, you get your health care paid for. It's called Medicaid. Uh, it's called Medicare. You, you get your health care paid for. We have the largest government run health care system in the world, as far as I'm concerned. So, I mean, you, you just want the your, extra frills that go along with it. Your transition surgery is not um, that's not necessary. That's it's not, not um, it's not essential. Yeah. So I don't think the taxpayers should be paying for it personally, but correct. All right. Uh, speaking of, as I said, speaking of wokeness, right? Because all this is woke. Isn't this? Di- didn't it start with um, with Maxine Waters? Isn't that how? Isn't that where the term came from? Woke when she just said "stay woke" that one time. Isn't that? Isn't that where it started? Or was it before that? Uh, it may have been started in circles before that, and it just kind of filtered in, and that's kind of where it was mainstreamed. But yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it kind of started small first in the the left circles. I was I was actually looking into the term woke. Yeah, what'd you find? Apparently, the term started back in the 1940s and was was related to. Uh, it was associated with Black Americans fighting racism, but has been appropriated by other activists uh, in in recent times. And now it's just. It's a blanket statement. There, there is no color or or any anything associated with it now. It's just social dust, okay. justice nonsense that it's become. All right, so they picked it up and they're running with it. All right, so <laughs> yeah, uh, woke Spotify employees threatened to strike if Joe Rogan podcasts aren't censored. They just signed this guy for a hundred million dollars. So yeah. uh, I mean, he's one of the he is the biggest podcaster, and he's he's he does great shows. I, I like Joe Rogan. He he does a lot of good stuff on there, and the guests he has are are great. They talk about a long, you know, diverse group of subjects, shall we say. And I, I really enjoy it. Now, Spotify is doing something new. Uh, they're doing video podcasting. So when you click on his podcast now, because he's a Spotify exclusive, then you get his video podcast that pops up as well. And as a matter of fact, he was even one of the uh, w- uh, when Tim Kennedy was on there the other day, they were talking about how he should host, you know, Joe Rogan should host a debate. He should host the fourth debate with Trump and Biden. And uh, Trump actually responded to it. He said, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Sure. So it, essentially, you would have Joe Rogan on the podcast. I mean, it would be on the podcast, Joe Rogan on one side of the table, and you would have Joe Biden on the other side and Donald Trump on the other side. And it would be a three-way conversation, you know, a three-way discussion. And, you know, last, you know, three hours, four hours, whatever it is. And they could talk a wide array of, of, of topics and it would be an open forum. Joe can't, not Joe Rogan, Joe Biden. Biden he it. can't do that. He can't do yeah. that. There's no way. No. There's no way. No. 
Trump would be all for it. I, I've seen interviews of some of the Trump campaign, uh, uh, not even really Trump campaign, Trump administration people and saying how uh, there was one interview I hear, heard recently. Trump went to a military base, right? He had to land at a military base before moving somewhere else. Like I, I think they were refueling or something. And he's like, well, if we stop at the military base, we have to we have to greet the troops. We have to interact with the troops. And they're like, it's two in the morning. Like you know, there's not going to be any. He's like, it's a military base, isn't it? There's going to be people active at all times. Anyway, they landed and hundreds of troops ended up showing up. He stayed for hours interacting with the troops, talking with the troops, shaking hands. Like the dude is a freaking machine. I don't know how he has so much energy at the age he does, but Biden, just on that level, Biden cannot compete. The dude will crash. Um, I, I mean, we, we've seen the the speeches and stuff he's done. When he gets on a long speech, that's it, man. It, like he starts to degrade pretty uh, pretty quickly in those in those situations. And honestly, uh, not not to stray too far from the 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 podcast bit here uh, about Joe Rogan, um, I I would be all for it. I, I want to see a Trump uh, Biden debate with uh, Rogan moderating. That would be really interesting to uh, interaction there. It would be. I, I'd like to see it. And, you know, a lot of people would would like to see it as well. I think they would they would uh, jump on board with uh, with watch. That would probably be his most popular episode. I know that uh, the two right now, the two most popular he's got are with uh, ones with Elon Musk and the other ones with Alex Jones. And I think it's because they were sampling some uh, recreational drugs, shall we say. Uh, and that's, that's, that's yeah. yeah, that's that's one of the reasons that uh, that it was so popular. Of course, they're they're both um, pretty popular characters in uh, in the alternative culture, and so um, you know I, I can see that. But honestly, a, a debate with uh, with Biden and and uh, Trump on Joe Rogan that'd be great. That'd be great. Spotify should be jumping all over that because oh, yeah. the kind of boost that they would get for the amount of people watching and just the. That would that would skyrocket, especially if they were to do something live like that or, or you know, do do a live one, you know, a live debate and and then have it on their podcast uh, system so people could go back and watch it. That would probably be the most listened to podcast for years to come. I mean, that would be a difficult one to 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 um, surpass. And that may start a new trend. Honestly, it, it may start to where podcasters um, or, or, or candidates go to podcasters more and, and, and interact with them more. But as far as the, the bit that you started out with uh, on the, um, the, the woke employees trying to get Rogan censored, right? That is Spotify should just be like, yeah, you're fired. You guys are done. They, their stocks, uh, we were talking about it off recording here the other day, their stocks went up, what, like $2 billion or something when they signed Rogan on on the first day. Yeah, on the first day. So, and it's a hundred million dollar contract with Rogan. The contract's already uh, signed. The I'm sure that's one of the stipulations in there that he's not censored um, because I, I believe the first person he was going to have on was Alex Jones. So just let the guy do his thing. These these woke employees. Well, I'm sorry. Bye bye. You're fired. That's what I would do. I mean, the, so they're they're planning a. Uh... Oh, excuse me. They're considering a walkout or a full blown strike if the service doesn't direct the oversight. Excuse me, doesn't direct editorial oversight to the Joe Rogan experience. Some of the group's demands have already been met by Spotify management, though a refusal to allow further changes is stirring talk of a high profile walkout or strike. According to the preliminary plans shared with Digital Music News, uh, which I think that's I, I don't know who that is. The strike would principally involve New York based Spotify employees and would be accompanied by protests outside Spotify's Manhattan headquarters. 
Other aspects would involve media appearances and coordination with other activist organizations. Gee, I wonder what organizations they would be. This is what they're demanding, okay. right? The the woke Spotify employees, they have a list of demands, okay? They're demanding content flags, right? This is kind of like what YouTube's done. They're demanding content flags. They're demanding trigger warnings, references to fact-checked information, probably by woke organizations, I'm sure, and the option to block an episode from publication. Uh, I, I, I'm Again, sorry. You're fired. I, I don't, yeah, exactly. You're fired. Th- this is not a debate. Here is your pink slip. Have a nice day. Thank you very much. Oh, be sure to clean your desk out before you leave. Right. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. Apple is one of the uh, the biggest competitors to Spotify. And so this is uh, this is what it is. So they they signed uh, Spotify signed uh, Joe Rogan. Of course, they've signed some other people as well. Of course, they, they just signed. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Michelle Obama. Right. She's got a podcast now. Bill Clinton's getting ready. To, he's jumping into the podcast game. Hillary Clinton. I think she's already got one. But I think they're they're going to be Spotify exclusives. You know, we're on Spotify. You know, I, I mean, so, I mean, we're, you know, we've been on Spotify since day one and they didn't hesitate. As soon as we had five episodes, they're like, yeah, we'll take you. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're on there. And it's my understanding that Spotify, you have an element in there that is this, right? This this woke crowd, you have that. But it's my understanding that Spotify knows which way the wind is blowing at the grassroots, meaning people want the freedom. They want the uh, the ability to speak freely. They want the discussions to be happening. And it's my understanding that that's the way Spotify wants to go. And of course, they're increasing their market share. They're looking to take on as much as possible. As you said, he got hired on for $100 million and he got, uh, you know, he he boosted their stock price by a couple of billion dollars the first day. So, I mean, uh, look, this just shows that people are hungry for that kind of content, right? Joe puts out good content. He he always has good shows. So, uh, I mean, that's what people want. Spotify saw that as a good business deal for them. So, so they went after it. So I don't see what the, um, I don't see what the problem is. Again, if you've got a problem with that, well, uh, you want to work here, then you have to abide by what we're going to do as a company. If I work for a company, if I work for a major corporation and I don't like what that major corporation is doing, well, guess what? I got to suck it up because I decided to work there. If I don't agree with their business practices, then I just leave. I don't scream and whine and kick like a little child or a screaming toddler about how I want all this change to suit me because I'm a person and and my feelings matter. Well, you know something? There are people out there that have different feelings and different opinions and different beliefs. And that's all part of being a a tolerant society, which is what they praise so much, right? Tolerance and uh, and equality. Well, I, I find it rather funny that the people that scream about tolerance and equality are the most intolerant and the most unequal. We are gonna have to jump out of here this morning, Bruce. We're already out of time. Fascinating conversation as always, but I will see you later on this afternoon to discuss BLM and how essential they are. Thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.